28, verse 17. Amen. Before we do that, let me make a few announcements. Again, of course, Pastor, amen, needs our prayers. I just realized I don't have my belt on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor said TMI. I apologize. Well, if I hadn't said it, someone else would have, so. Amen. Uh, as far as announcements go, of course, Pastor, amen, not feeling well tonight. And so we want to pray for him that the Lord would keep his hand upon him. The Lord would bring him back, amen, and touch his body. And um, then also, by way of special announcements, Sister Regan has posted on the bulletin board, I believe, uh, a special list of working items and donation items that are needed for the tamales uh, fundraiser that's going on. So please see that list if you have the ability to donate or you have the willingness to work. And um, then don't forget the shoes. Amen. If you've got shoes to donate, and I imagine all of us have shoes to donate, um, just look in your closet and look in the back in the corner and see if there's at least one pair that you can pry out of the back corner of your closet and put them in a bag and bring them to the house of the Lord. And uh, we can use that to raise some money for the Truth Conference. And then um, don't forget, we're right now in the midst of a church-wide three-day fast. So maintain your commitments for that. And then upcoming on Thursday, of course, we have prayer with youth on Friday at 7.30. And then outreach on Saturday at 9.30, weather permitting. And it uh, seems like I read somewhere that we might have another storm this weekend. It seems to happen. Pastor was saying that the other day, that it seems to always happen on the weekends. So, uh, but weather permitting, we'll have outreach on Saturday at 9.30. Cleaning team is Sister Desiree, so get with her if you amen, are committed there. Amen. To see amen, what needs to be done. And, uh, but tonight is church, so let's have church. And... Uh, so Genesis chapter 28, verse 17, amen. One scripture for our text this evening, <clears throat> amen. It reads, and he was afraid and, and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven, amen. Tonight I want to talk to you about the house of God, amen. And uh, amen. can we lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord, amen, to help us, and for the remainder of this service. Can we all do that? We need I mean, to touch the Lord before we're seated tonight. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord. Pray that you would just give me grace, Lord, deliver, Lord, what you placed on my heart. Pray that you would give grace to the hearers of your word tonight, Lord. Let the word of God find its place in every heart and mind. Keep them standing. Pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, you can be seated. If you're not, you can stay standing. Oh, I'm glad to see that all of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So, um, I was going to say something about the song selections tonight because they seem to go right in line with, uh, with what I felt like the Lord put on my heart this afternoon for uh, the message uh, tonight. And so, but funny thing is, I text Sister Rebecca, I was supposed to lead song service tonight, and um, so I text Sister Rebecca, I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to have to preach, so uh, could you 
could you pick out some songs? So she tore as well, and, and Becca said that she could. And then I, I said, well, here's kind of an idea. And so I sent her a message uh, as far as, like, kind of a direction for songs. So um, I would say that it was the Lord, but really it was me. I just texted her and said, hey, why don't you select some of these songs? Anyway, so uh, I, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight, though. Amen. And uh, hope that you are, too. At least you seem to be. Amen. And um, Genesis 28, verse 17, we... We're reading about Jacob, amen, one of the patriarchs, amen, one of the, amen, the uh, original characters of the Bible, amen, and his encounter with the Lord, amen, in Bethel. And Genesis 28 and 17, amen, was the moment that he woke up and realized that the presence of the Lord was where he was just sleeping, that he awoke in the presence of the Lord. And when he realized that he, Jacob, was in the presence of the Lord, he called it the house of God. And um, I, I'm going to try to teach. I'm not going to try and preach, Pastor. But I just, I don't, sometimes things get a hold of me and I can't just teach. So, um, but there are two things that I think the scripture bears out that, that, are required in order for a place to be called the house of God. Now, I'm not talking about, uh, and I'm well aware of of Paul's epistle to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where he mentions that ye are the temple of God. I'm not talking about, amen, a, uh, a symbolic temple for God to dwell in, but I'm talking about a literal place, amen, that the people of God can come to Amen. As the house of God, a place that is dedicated uh, not only for the service of God and not only for amen, offerings to God, but a place that is dedicated for God to dwell in. Amen. And, and um, so that's, that's kind of what I want to do tonight. And I'll probably go slow enough, Brother Josh, you can keep up with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Amen. And uh, if I... If you don't mind, it'd be helpful if you could get the scriptures on the wall, and um, and I will try to indicate all of the scriptures that I'm reading. So, and and with sufficient time for you to get them. First Corinthians three sixteen. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Paul was writing to the Corinthians and telling them that you're the temple of God. Amen. But this is more, amen, of a symbol because of something that, amen, took place in the Old Testament that we're going, amen, to study tonight, that we're going to look at tonight. But he does give us a clue in this scripture, amen, that, that helps us understand, amen, where or what kind of places could be, amen, the house of God. And it is in the last phrase of the scripture, amen, where he says that the Spirit of God dwelleth. Amen. The house of God has to be a place where the Spirit of God can dwell. That is dedicated to the service of God. That is dedicated, amen, and, and um, appropriated for God's dwelling. And um, again, I don't want to talk in the symbolic sense, but I want to talk, amen, in a literal sense. Is it truly necessary, amen, in this day and age of... of, of um, you know, digital uh, mediums and forms of technology where we can acquire 
the same thing seemingly through uh, streams and through um, through recordings. Amen. We can, you know, in in the current mode of the way that we have church. Amen. We record our services and and we uh, we make that available. Amen. On our website and then also on through in in a live form. Amen. On our website as well. And is it sufficient for us, amen, to listen to that, amen, indirectly? Or, amen, is it necessary, amen, to have a place that we call the house of God? I submit to you that the two are vastly different. And that one, amen, is, is, is nothing more than a form of, uh, I want to use the word entertainment, but it seems like that it should be a little bit more than that. Amen. But, but the house of God is far more, amen, than just, amen, the moments on a digital file. Amen. It, the house of God, what takes place in his house and in this place, amen, on a Tuesday night and on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday night, and furthermore on Thursday night in prayer meeting, amen, and, and whether or not we record, amen, the session, amen, but if the Spirit of God is there, I submit to you, amen, that the house of God is doing far more for the child of God, amen, than just us hearing, amen, and, and, and hearing, amen, statements and words, amen. And, and more than just singing songs and, and all of this. I mean, I want you to understand that the house of God, amen, accomplishes, amen, so much. And is absolutely vital, amen, for the salvation of a child of God. I mean, it's absolutely critical. Amen. It's it's a it is critical. Amen. For the survival. Amen. Uh, we just sang a few moments ago. Let's have a revival. Amen. From the pulpit to the pew. Let's have a revival. Amen. And that starts uh, with me and you. Yeah, we can get together. And and you version has an application where we can read scriptures together. And I just started. Amen. A Bible reading plan with some friends. Amen. And and. We're reading the Bible together. But friend, amen, that's a great mode, amen, of reading the scripture, amen, and acquiring more knowledge of God's word. But it is not a replacement, amen, for what the house of God can do for me. Hallelujah. The house of God, amen, goes far deeper. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. Amen. I, amen, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself tonight. And there is no, uh, there is no question in my mind that I, there, that I am not able, amen, to, uh, to, to cover, amen, everything that is, that is, uh, related to the house of God and what it can do. Amen. In this single service tonight. Amen. But I want, amen, to leave this place tonight with an understanding that I've got to get back to the house of God. Amen. That the longer that I spend away from God's house, amen, is a detriment, amen, to the spirit, to to my own spirit and my own salvation. Hallelujah. And I want, amen, to be clear tonight. I'm not preaching, amen, to any one individual. Amen, I'm just, uh, this is the result of a personal study, amen, that I wanted, amen, to share with this church tonight, okay? If that's all right. Amen, I want, amen, to share with you, amen, what I understand, amen, to be an absolute necessity, amen, for a child of God, a God-called individual, a person that God has put his hand on, and God wants to use, 
and God chooses, amen, that, that, that God, amen, God expects for us to be in his house. Hallelujah. God wants us to be in his house. Amen. Before I go any further in my notes, I, amen, just reminded myself of another uh, portion of scripture that I want to bring, that I want to refer to, amen, in just a moment as I find it here, amen. Amen. In Second Chronicles, chapter six, verse six, there's something special about this. is not in my notes, but I uh, it is another in another set of notes. Amen. That I have. Amen. And I want to refer to it here for a moment. Second Chronicles, chapter six, verse six, tells us that. I have chosen Jerusalem. This is God speaking. That my name might be there. And have chosen David to be over my people, Israel. There are three things that God says that he has chosen in this passage of scripture. The first thing that he indicates that God chose is the city of Jerusalem. There's a place. Amen, a place that God has chosen. Amen, and then second, the Lord says that he has chosen David, a man, amen, that that he would use to be over my people. Amen, that's the third thing that is clear to me that the Lord has chosen, that not just any people, amen, but I have a place that I chose and I have a man that I chose, and I have people that I have chosen. Amen. And this, amen, this, uh, this, this three-fold, uh, amen, choice that God made, amen, in Second Chronicles chapter 6, uh, amen, is repeated throughout the Old Testament, amen, and into the New Testament. Amen. We see, amen, this pattern over and over and over throughout the scriptures, amen, where God chooses a place, and then he chooses a man, and then he chooses a people. Amen. This is, amen, the relationship that God expects, amen, for his, for his house. Amen. Amen. There's something about a place that God chooses. Amen. And uh, I, can, I can go on, amen, in that vein, but I, I don't want to. I just want to call out the fact that there is a place that God chooses, and there's a man that God chooses, and there is a people, amen, that God chooses. And that, amen, relationship, that threefold relationship is absolutely important, amen, for growth and, uh, amen, the purpose of God. Amen. Again, I, I submit to you tonight that it is important that we have a physical place, amen, to go to that is the house of God to ourselves. Amen. Is, is this, uh, is it really important or is this just an outdated method? Well, in the Old Testament, uh, we read about, Amen. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 1, we'll read a passage of scripture there, Brother Josh, that when the Israelites left the bondage of Egypt, they entered into the wilderness. And as they entered the wilderness, it was in this wilderness that the Lord first gave Moses this, the pattern, amen, a plan for a physical place, and that would be known as the house of God. 
In first, I'm sorry, in Exodus chapter 25, verse 1, tells us that the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. I want you to remember that, that, uh, that he wanted uh, Moses to speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly of his heart, ye shall take my offering. I want somebody to be uh, somebody to be willing to give an offering. And then verse 3, he goes on to say, And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and the ram's skins dyed red and badger's skins and chittim wood, oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. Here's a number of things, I mean, that, that they can offer, amen, from their uh, from their own, um, from their own, amen, property and their own uh, ability, amen. They they can give these things, and if you notice later on, amen, in Exodus, where we you could see where uh, Moses and those that were constructing the tabernacle used the things that the people gave in the construction of the tabernacle. So that was the purpose. Uh, why God expected these people to give, that why God expected the people I mean, that he chose to give I mean, was to build his sanctuary. Verse 8 goes on to say, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. I want you to notice that too, that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. There's two things that are required in order for me to have amen, a place that I call the house of God. Number one, I need people. And number two, I need a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Remember in our text, Jacob was a man, an individual, amen, a person, amen, in the place where God was, amen, in the presence of God. And he called that the house of God. And then again, amen, in our passage that we just read in Exodus 25, the Lord says, I want every man, amen, to come to the house of the Lord and give, amen, willingly with his heart, and you shall take my offering. And then in verse 8, he says, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. I mean, two primary reasons for the house of God are that people, that God's people would have a place to assemble and that God would have a place to dwell among his people. Amen. In Exodus chapter 40, verse 33, we read, amen, the, the conclusion uh, of the assembly of the tabernacle. In verse 33 of Exodus chapter 40, it says, And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. He finished the tabernacle. And verse 34 says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. Amen. Because the cloud 
abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the place. In the end state, when Moses, amen, had obeyed the commands of the Lord, and very detailed commands they were, amen, and very specific, God, amen, God, I don't have the time, amen, to go into all the details, amen, of the tabernacle, amen, but they were very explicit, and when Moses finally, amen, acquired everything that was necessary from the people of God and put them together and assembled them. And then the people of God were there. And then Moses and Aaron and all the Levites reared up the court, amen, and the rest of the tabernacle, amen. Then they finished the work of the tabernacle. That's when the glory of God filled the house. And it became the house of God. Amen. Amen. So when Moses and the people of God finished the tabernacle, the glory of the Lord filled that place, and we have amen, a physical place. Amen. It was, wasn't, wasn't just in their heart. It wasn't just a place that they could um, refer to reminiscently and think about the good old days, but it was a physical place today that they could go to. And the Bible refers to it as the tent of the congregation. It wasn't just the tabernacle amen, for the Lord, but it was the tent of the congregation. It wouldn't be the tabernacle of the Lord if the congregation wouldn't be there. You, it requires the two. It requires the assembly of God's people, and it requires the presence of God. Amen. Let's fast forward, amen, to 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Amen, we see, amen, a good man by the name of David, amen, the king of Israel at this time. Amen, it came to pass in verse 1 of 1 Chronicles chapter 17 that David said to Nathan the prophet, Lo, I dwell in a house of cedars, and, uh, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord remaineth under curtains. Amen, I, I'm observing man of God, that the house of God, that, that the Lord, amen, dwells, amen, behind, amen, cloth, and, and, and is, and, and is, uh, it's vulnerable, amen, to the elements, amen, and, and my house is so much nicer, built of cedars, and, and, uh, and it was, and it's beautiful, just take a look at it, prophet, take a look at it, man of God, doesn't it just make sense, amen, for us to move in, Amen. And create a house for God. Amen. That's so much better. Amen. Then, amen, my house. Amen. But just reading the next few verses, we realize that that's not reason enough to change where the house of God is. It's not enough of a reason, amen, just to improve on things, amen, just to, to make things better or more current, amen, with the times, amen. It, that's not reason enough, amen, to move the house of God from curtains into cedar. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 4. Now, just three verses later, it says, Go and tell David my servant, talking to Nathan, the Lord is. Thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not build me in house to dwell in. Wait a minute. I thought you were talking about the house of God. Well, the house of God is not just is not just, uh, is not the materials with which the place is constructed. The house of God is where the people of God assemble and where the Spirit of God dwells. 
That's what constructs the house of God, not the materials in which the house of God, I mean, that what we call, refer to the house of God is constructed of. But it is, I mean, where the people of God assemble and where God's presence is. Amen. Verse 5 goes on. He says, for, this is the reason why you shouldn't build me a house to dwell in. I have not dwelt in an house since the day that I brought up Israel unto this day, but have gone from tent to tent, from one tabernacle to another. Amen. Wheresoever I have walked with all Israel, spake I a word to any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedars? He's like, he told, he was telling, amen, the prophet to tell David, he said, if I, if I was interested in the cedar house, if I was interested in the materials, amen, I would have told the judges a while ago after we established, amen, our kingdom, amen, in the promised land, after we have settled down, amen, I would have had the judges construct me a house, David. I would have done it at the first opportunity. But what I'm interested in, in my house, amen, in the place that I call the house of God, the place that God calls the house of God is a place where the children of God, the people of God come to assemble and where the Spirit of God dwells. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to see a pattern, amen, in the remainder of this, amen, message tonight because, amen, that's, that's all I came, amen, to talk to you tonight about is the house of God, amen, is nothing more than where the child of God meets with God. And that's why it's so imperative, amen, that we have a place. Let me look around. This is what I'm referring to. A house that we go to with the distinct purpose of, be, of assembling together and being in God, being in the presence of God. Amen. You can say that, I, well, I can, I can do that at home. I can, I, can, I can meet with God at home. I can pray and I feel the Spirit of God at home. And, and I can too. And right now my home is downstairs. Amen. But before then, I, there are many times I had tremendous, amen, times of prayer with God at home. But friend, you're forgetting one of the factors that constitute the house of God, and that is the assembling of the people of God. Amen. Off on our own, amen, that's, that's not the house of God. It just isn't. It just isn't. Amen. You, you, amen. So the Lord told David, you can't. Build me a house because I'm not really interested in the materials. I'm not interested in an update. I mean, I'm not interested in just, just uh, having the latest and greatest. What I'm interested in is meeting with my people, and that's difficult to change, David. That's hard to change. I'm not going, it's not going to happen overnight. We need, amen, we need, amen, to establish this. And you can read, I mean, the remaining portion of chapter 17, interesting read between Amen. David and the Lord, amen, where the Lord explains to David that after I've established the kingdom of Israel and after I've, I've put your kingdom on earth and after I've established your kingdom, David, the man that I've chosen, the man that I put in the city of Jerusalem, the one, amen, that I, after I've established your kingdom, then we'll talk about building a house, but not until then. And so we can fast forward, amen, to 2 Chronicles chapter 2 where the Lord approves the building of the house of God. 
I want you to notice the difference between David's reasoning. If you remember, amen, David said that my house, amen, is built with cedars and the Lord, amen, dwells in curtains. His reasoning was that it just makes sense to move from curtains to cedars. Well, Solomon had a different reason. In 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 1, Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom. And Solomon told out three score and ten thousand men to bear. This is Second Chronicles chapter ten, or sorry, chapter two, verse one and two. I'm in verse two now. And Solomon told out three score and ten thousand men to bear burdens, and four score thousand to hew in the mountain, three thousand and six hundred to oversee them. And Solomon sent to Huram the king of Tyre, saying, As thou didst deal with David my father. And did send him cedars to build him a house to dwell therein. Even so, deal with me. Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God to dedicate it to him and to burn before him sweet incense for the continual showbread and for the burnt offerings morning and evening on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the solemn feasts of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. And the house which I build is great, for great is our God above all gods. I want you to understand the switch and focus between the man, amen, that originally decided to build the house of the Lord, amen, David and Solomon, where he approaches this. I, I want a place, amen, not because I'm looking for a greater cedar, amen, I'm not looking for a more beautiful and more elaborate place and, 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 and history, amen, I was born out that the, the temple of Solomon was exactly that elaborate and beautiful, amen, but, but it wasn't about that, that Solomon, amen, his purpose I mean, it was I mean, to build a house to the name of the Lord, to dedicate it to him. I mean, we go on in verse 6. But who, amen, is able, amen, to build him a house? Seeing the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain him. Who am I then that I should build him a house? Notice this, that he, find, that he says at the very last of this question save only to burn sacrifice before him I'm not building a place amen so my the the nations next door could say look what Solomon has done look at the cedars and the the cunning work of Solomon and his men amen and that did happen amen that did take place but that was not the reason Amen. that was not the the logic behind Solomon's uh, building of the house the reason that Solomon built the house was to burn sacrifices before him amen to have a place exactly where God would dwell amen a place amen that he could go to and assemble with the people of God, amen, and be in his presence, amen, where the spirit of God, amen, would meet with the people of God. Hallelujah. He's like, who am I? What is man? Amen, I'm reminded of the passage in Psalms, that thou art mindful of the Son of Man, thou considerest him. How in the world, amen, can I put a place together in, in which God can dwell? God is so huge. God is so mighty. God is so powerful. Amen. I, I'm never, amen, going, if, I, if, I, if my reason to build a house, amen, is for the purpose of putting together, amen, elaborate forms of material and, and, and constructing, constructing an edifice, amen, uh, for, the, for 
with the label, the house of God, and nothing more, amen, then I'm going to fail miserably. But if I could put place together, amen, where the Spirit of God, amen, with the intention of the Spirit of God dwelling. That's what he said. Who is able to build him a house seeing the heaven and heaven, heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain him? This is my reason. I, I want to build a house that would contain God. I want to build a dwelling place for God. And then the next thing he says, who am I then that I should build him a house? I, I'm nobody. Amen. But I just, I want a place to offer God, amen, burnt sacrifices. I want to offer God, amen, my offerings. Amen. I want a place, amen, that I could go, amen, with the people of God and offer and touches him one more time. Hallelujah. Friend, I submit to you, that's what the house of God is. Hallelujah. When our coming to and fro from the house of the Lord, amen, is not, uh, uh, becomes nothing more than just an elaborate show of being visible in God's house and, 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 uh, and is not for the purpose of giving offering to him. You can call it the house of God all you want, but it's not the house of God. I mean, if you are just coming to, ha- to, the, to church, amen, and, uh, and, it's, and it's just going through the motions, and you're doing it out of expectation and obligation, I mean, that is, you're, you're, even though you're at church, you're not, you're not at the house of God. Amen. I mean, our approach, amen, is important. 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 1 tells us when, queen, and when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels with, with that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. That was, there was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And, the, and when the queen of Sheba had seen all of Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparels, their apparel and his cupbearers. And notice this, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit left in her. Now I'm aware of the fact that the word ascent is referring to even the staircase that approached the house of the Lord, that it was set up uh, on a, um, a, a high foundation, and that in order to get into the temple, uh, you had to go up these staircases. Amen. But I want to make an application with this scripture just for a moment that I think there's more being said here than just the staircase. Amen. That when Solomon went to the house of the Lord, there was nothing else on his mind. But that when Solomon approached the temple of God, Amen. As he climbed the stairs, he left behind him all of his troubles and all of the concerns of his kingdom. Amen. That that all of the the, the enemies, amen, that were knocking on his front door, amen, as it were, amen. And that and that all of his friends, amen, that were trying, amen, to, to manipulate him and try to achieve, amen, their own agendas, amen. All that fell behind him as he stepped up those stairs into the temple of the Lord, amen. That when he went to church and then that was the only thing on his mind he built this place with the purpose of making an offering to God and, and nothing else is going to take away from that but when I go to the house of God 
I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to talk to my Lord. I'm going to offer one more sacrifice. Hallelujah. 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 So the first thing amen, that Solomon prioritized when he was building the house of the Lord was a place amen, for the people of God amen, to assemble in. And secondly, amen, 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 1 tells us, Then said Solomon, the Lord hath said that he would dwell in thick darkness, but I will have a house of habitation for thee and a place for thy dwelling forever. Amen. This was, amen, the second purpose that Solomon had built the house. First purpose was a place for people, amen, to provide offerings, amen, to come to and assemble and, and give to the Lord their sacrifices. And secondly, amen, the purpose was to build a dwelling place for the Lord forever. Amen. So again, we see, amen, the two components, amen, that constitute the house of God. Amen. Amen. It's not the house of God. I'll say it, amen, I'll say it as loudly as I can, that the, it is not the house of God, amen, if I'm there by myself, amen, it's not the house of God, amen, until, amen, I could bring two or three, amen, together, we'll get there in a minute, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but, but it is not the house of God until, amen, we assemble together and, amen, we, we the Lord dwells there. Amen. Again, the end state, the end result of the house of, the, of God, we can read in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. One more chapter over. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. Amen. I, I would challenge you to go back and read, amen, chapter 6 of 2 Chronicles because it's, it talks about, amen, the, the uh, purposes and various usages of the, te the temple, amen, how, amen, that the foreigner would have a place, amen, to look to, a place of refuge, amen, a place, amen, that's exactly what the house of the Lord is for, amen, the house of the Lord is not just for the people of God to assemble, amen, but for foreigners, amen, to come stumbling in, amen, to find a place of refuge, hallelujah, amen, in this last day, I submit to you that we need a house of God, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's start back over. Verse 1. Now when Solomon made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven, consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled that Lord, filled the Lord's house. And when the children of Israel saw that the fire came down, the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The true, amen, the true tale, uh, telltale signs of the house of God is where the people of God dwell. The people of God come together and the Spirit of God dwells. Amen. Amen. I can go on and on in the Old Testament talk about the rebuilding of the house, the temple. Amen. In Ezra and Nehemiah. Amen. Don't really have all the time. I'm going to do that. We've got about 20 minutes left, so I'm going to try to uh, go ahead. But uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. 
We read in this passage the very first time, I mean, the word church appears in the Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, the place that the Lord has chosen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Notice what he says next. He says, Whatsoever thou shalt uh, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, My place, my house, amen, will, amen, uh, have in it people that are binding and loosing. Amen. Uh, um, and let me prove that in just a second. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Amen. Before we go there, though, I, I want you to notice that Jesus said, I'm building my church, and I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. All this is taught in the context of talking about what Jesus refers to as the church. Verse 18, Jesus is again talking about the church. Verse 15 says, moreover, if thy brethren shall trespass against thee, Go and tell, them, tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses may every, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. Okay, so notice we're talking about the church, okay? And, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Okay, the reason I read all that is not to talk about I mean, the bad situation between the brothers and the church, but was to point out that we're talking about the church, okay? Amen. So, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Wait, that sounds familiar. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Sounds like we're talking about the church. I mean, it sounds like Jesus... Amen. Is referring to Amen. This uh, this institution that he referred to in chapter sixteen called the church, and then verse nineteen says again, "I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven." And verse twenty says, "For where two or three are gathered together in my name." There am I in the midst of them. And pastor, these are the components of the house of God. Amen. Skip to verse 18, if you will, Brother Josh. I'm sorry, verse 20, if you will. Where two or three. That means Sister Larissa and Sister Jasmine. And me. Amen. If we're gathered together in the name of Jesus, there he is in the midst of him. That is the house of God. It doesn't take more than two. And Jesus said, just for good measure, or three. If you've if you got an extra one, throw them in there too. Amen. But where two or three, if I've got a few 
If I've got just a couple of people, amen, willing to assemble themselves together for the purpose, amen, of declaring the name of Jesus, of worshiping me, amen, of, of, of offering sacrifice to me, that's where I am going to be, and I will dwell in the midst of them, and that is the house of God. Amen. Amen. The church of the living God that we are, that Jesus is talking about in this scripture. Amen. Jesus uh, defines for us as just a mere two or three gathered together in the name. Amen. That's where he's going to dwell. My Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Amen. It's critical. It's important. Amen. That, and Jesus was telling us, amen, that we've got to have a church. We've got to have, amen, the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't, maybe, maybe, well, let me just go on here. And again, I'm, I'm telling you the context of this passage, I mean, as I just read, amen, is Jesus talking about to the church, amen, with his disciples. And Jesus, amen, says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, amen, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, amen, again, referring to the church, I mean, in the summarizing statements of this discussion, I mean, about the church, Jesus says, where I can just get two or three together, that's where I'm going to be in the midst of them. That's the church. I mean, that's the house of God. I mean, it sounds to me like Jesus is claiming that the house of God happens to be the thing that he declared as the church in Matthew 16 and 18. If you don't agree with me um, on that assumption, let's read 1 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 14, amen, and 15. Amen, verse 14 says, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. Paul, writing to Timothy, said, I've talked to you about, amen, the requirements to become a preacher. Talked to you about the requirements of the church. In verse 15, he goes on to say, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Paul goes on to confirm, amen, in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and 15, that the church of God is the house of God. Amen, we're two or three, Sister Regan. Amen, as long as we can just, amen, get two or three of us together. Sister Shemaine, amen, all we need is just two or three. Two or three, amen, assembling together, amen, for the purpose. Magnifying the name. Amen, lifting up the name. Jesus said, I'll be in the midst of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you there. Amen, that's where I dwell, where two or three are gathered together. In my name. Hallelujah. Friend, I, I, I just, I just want to have church. I mean, sometimes I think we overcomplicate the issue. I think that we come to church and we're bogged down by all the situations of life. I mean, we're so focused on the struggles and, and problems that we have. And Jesus just saying, man, I wish I could had two or three. I just wish I had two or three, amen, that would, that would just close their eyes and forget about everything and, and walk into the house of the Lord, amen, and, and, and magnify me for a little while. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. On Sunday morning, I challenge this congregation tonight. Amen. As we amen, approach the tent of the congregation, as we come into the house of the Lord, let's, let's remove, amen, amen, the, the weather, amen, and all the, amen, the, the, the dangers of, of travel, amen, to and from church and, and the problems and situations, amen, at home, amen, let's eliminate, amen, the struggles and, and the disagreements that we have, amen, with one another, amen, as we come to the house of the Lord, amen, in the time of prayer prior to service, amen, let's focus, let's focus in, amen, on what the Lord, amen, intends to happen in the house of God. Number two, I can, if I can, if I can get two, two or three, hallelujah, I'll call it the house of God. I, I will call it the house. I'm not trying to be too flippant. I'm not trying to too, be too, uh, too vague or, 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 or mask over all the other details. Amen. Because I, I want you to know, amen, that as we come into the house of God, there are some specifics and, and things that we know, but amen. But, but for lack of time, amen, to, to delve into all that, the point I want to make tonight, amen, is that when we come to the house of God, amen, let's set everything aside just for a few minutes, amen, and let's have good church, amen. Bishop Johnson, amen, in Colorado Springs, amen, testifies, amen, to the fact that, you know how they, they built the revival church in Colorado Springs, amen, he tells us, amen, when we came to church, we just had good church, amen, everybody forgot about the struggles everybody forgot about their problems and they just came to church hallelujah hallelujah we're two hallelujah two or three hallelujah hallelujah i wonder if i can get a show of hands i mean if you could commit not to me not to me, but and not even to pastor, amen. But to yourself and God, amen. Can can we just commit, amen? We can commit to reading the Bible. We can commit to to fasting. We can commit to to praying. But I wonder if we can commit to coming to the house of the Lord, amen, with our minds on Jesus, amen, with our minds on the name, amen. Of, of no doubt, no question, amen, between me and and my brother and my sister. No situation, amen, that would bear so heavily on me that I cannot approach the house of God Jesus I'm willing to commit I'm willing to commit and I believe pastor that is why it was so critical and important that Solomon dedicate the temple because it was a time I mean, before the people of God the Bible says that he stood up before all the people and, and, and it, in a display we made a prayer before all the people dedicating the, the temple. I, I want this to be the house of God. I want this not just to be another building in, in Israel. I don't want this just to be another elaborate structure, amen, where we can, we can talk about, amen, the architectural beauty of this place. But I want it to be the house of God. I want it to be the place where God really comes, amen, and, 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 and if he won't meet us in this place, I mean, I'm fine with just going back to the old tents. I, I'm fine with going to the curtains. I mean, I, I'm fine with going back to the wilderness. I mean, if, Jesus, if he won't meet us in this place, I'm all right. I mean, we're just going back to the place where the people are willing to assemble. I mean, where the Spirit of God, amen, will dwell. 
He said it wasn't, it wasn't the, the cedar, amen, that he dwells in, but the Lord dwells in darkness. That, that secret place, Pastor, where we consecrate ourselves, amen, in the, in the dark places of our heart and our soul where no one else can see, amen, where no one else, amen, can look and, 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 and pry and, and know, amen. And, and I said it the other night, amen, I can look across the congregation and see, amen, the various expressions on your faces, amen, but that's the, that's the deepest that I can go, amen, with my own intellect, amen, but the Spirit of God, amen, can go a little deeper, amen, into the recesses of your heart and understand, amen, that's what can take place, friend, in the house of God. He knows when you're in the house or not. He knows when you're in the house or not. I said he knows when you're in the house or not. I, I can see your physical form as it sits on these pews. And I can witness, amen, as you respond, amen, to the moving of the Spirit of God. Amen. But I don't know whether or not you're really at the house of God. And I'm telling you. I'm, t- I'm telling you, with absolute confidence, with no question in my mind, that if we can come to the house of God, amen, all of our problems, all of our struggles, all of our situations, amen, as we just sang a few moments ago, there is victory in the house. There is deliverance in the house. Amen, there is, the Holy Ghost is in the house. But we've got to get to the house. Hallelujah. 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 This is why it's so important. Sister Rebecca, I believe I'm closing. That we never neglect attendance to the house of God. I'm talking about the physical house. Amen. The writer of Hebrews says in Chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. The writer tells us there's never a time until the coming of our Lord that we ever have a justifiable cause aiming to neglect attending and assembling ourselves together, attending the house of God. We should never forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Pastor, thank you for your commitment. To a functioning church, amen. No matter the disparities that are outside, no matter, amen, the, uh, not disparities, that's not the correct word, talking about the other day using terms that we don't know about. Disparities is not the correct word, don't. No matter the situations, the, the you know, the weather, inclement weather, and, and, and various obstacles that may present themselves before coming to church, thank you for keeping these doors open, even in spite of all that. I'm hearing more and more, not just, I'm not talking about um, charismatic churches. I'm talking about real apostolic churches, just 
closing down shop for insignificant reasons, in my opinion. It's so important that we come to the house of God. And I hope you understand that I'm, I'm saying more. I mean, it is important that we come to the house of God in, our, in the physical sense, amen, but also the house of God. Amen. As we come to the house of God, that we really come to the house of God. That we assemble ourselves for the purpose of magnifying the name. Listen to what Psalm Psalmist said in Psalm chapter 42, verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God, whom when when shall I come and appear before God? I'm read that again because misread it. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With the voice of joy and praise. With the multitude that kept the holy day. I mean, the psalmist said, I, I was going through it. I, I was crying and was pouring out my soul. I thought in myself, all I really need to do is just here before God when shall I when's the next time the house of God amen is open what's the next time that I can make it to the house of God these these personal times of prayer aren't quite cutting it I'm reading my Bible and I I just keep hitting the wall I, I can't really get the answer When can I get back to the house of God? And then he said, I poured out my soul in me. And then he said, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of of God with the voice of joy and changed my whole situation and praise with the multitude that kept the holy day. It wasn't wasn't just me, but there was something about it going, amen, with a few others, amen, assembling together, amen, in the house of God. If we could all stand, and I've got much more I could cover here tonight, but I, I feel like closing, amen, right here. Amen, it's important, friend, amen, that we make our way back. I'm telling you, there's victory in the house. There's deliverance in the house notice Jacob's attitude in closing Genesis 28 verse 16 Jacob awaked out of his sleep I'm telling you that's what going to the house of God will do for you if you are sleeping when you really get to the house of God it'll wake you up Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said surely 
the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful. Uh, woe is me. Amen. The, the prophet said in Isaiah, I'm in the presence of God. This, I'm in the house of God. I, there's no telling, amen, what could happen here. There's no telling, amen, what could. T- I want you to notice the attitude of Jacob. He was, he, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. This is the gate, the very access point of heaven. Amen. If I want to, amen, to sit in heavenly places, I've got to get to the house of God. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows, the places where he used to sleep. He now dedicated and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, the house of God. I I used to sleep in this place, but everything has changed. The Spirit of the Lord Amen. Met with me here. (laughs) Oh God, why don't we talk to the Lord here tonight? Come on, let's commit ourselves, amen, to, to going to the house of God. This is, it is a physical place. It's absolutely important that we go, amen, to the physical place that we call the house of God. Amen. But it's more than just the physical place. It's the place where I'm going to assemble with my brothers and sisters. Amen. It's the place where I expect to meet with God himself. This is more than sheetrock and carpet and pews. Amen. This is more than paint and lights. Amen. This is more, amen, than just my friends. Amen. But we are the people of God. Amen. This is the house of God. Amen. This is the dwelling place for God Himself. Oh, God, I want to meet you there. I want to offer up this offering to you. I know, God, that I'm nothing. But if I can join together with the people of God, maybe we can get your attention. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Friend, it isn't the house of God until the Spirit of God meets with us there. And we can't get the Spirit of God until we bind together. We've got to get together.